relationships. We're still in February at the recording of this. Um, relationships. What is the Big Ten? The Ten Commandments. The Ten Sayings, actually, if you look at the original Hebrew. And one of them is what? Honor thy mother and thy father. Honor. Honor. So we're talking about relationship dynamics. There's different... There's literally... the Even the New Testament spells out how we honor our, our elders. Honor. What is honor? A deep respect for what's right and true. It's a definition that I came across. I'm like, that's it. Because honor, I mean, you know, if you talk to the mafiosi... You know, Omerta in the ancient Sicilian, Onore in the uh, the uh, Tuscany dialect. Um, it it you know that their definition is don't call the authorities, call your mafiosi and have someone whacked. <laughs> That's their sense of honor. Honor is uh, Omer, the law of Omerta, which means which means it's an old word from for honor. Um, also means uh, the law of silence. You don't talk out of school. You don't go to the authorities, you know. So, um, of course, that that empowers illegal, not just by law of the nature, but law of the of the country, but just the 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 law of righteousness. You have a, a bunch of people, you know, being uh, dons. Dons is a word for dominus goes back to the word dominus, which means Lord. You got to confess another man as your personal Lord and Savior. Forget you. Ain't no Don. There's only one Don in my heart and mind, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I live and die with that Don. And live again. <laughs> anyway, there are regulations. There are spiritual principles that affect our relationship as we honor our mother and father. And if we have unrighteous, ungodly, unsafe mothers and fathers that we cannot be around, there is our local pastorships, our local church that God's called us to, and we honor them as mother and father. Those who've forsaken all to follow Christ get everything back in this life, we'll have brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers and, and lands and houses and, and um, uh, with persecution, of course. I mean, if I'm not being persecuted, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Ha, ha, ha. So we honor. So if you, if you were born to a jacked up family, you, you'll, you have someone to honor and it develops you in character Indeed, you learn how to honor an elder, even if you disagree or can't see why they do things a certain way. And they might be wrong. It doesn't matter. You honor the position. You honor the position because that is God's order of things. And this slaps in the face of a lot of junk that's out here in the world. You know, they're trying to warp men and the identity of men. Uh, there has been abuse of men. I was born into domestic violence. And uh, 
So the judgment in the world is to attack masculine men and to emasculate them and to make uh, manhood either something to be feared or something to be destroyed and put the woman as the head of the home. Now, I'm not anti-women. I was raised by all women. I love strong women. I love fearless women, women of faith, women of power, women uh, uh, of nurturing. The maternal love of God is expressed through uh, a godly woman. If it's not your biological mother, it can be through a spiritual mother, an elder in the, in the church or um, the, the pastor. And yeah, women can be pastors. Now, I don't believe in intimate authority over a, a man, but I do because it's the scriptures, point blank. But can a woman occupy an office of a pastor? Absolutely. Intimate authority, there ha- the, the husband needs to be around. The, past, the pastors who's a mother of the house, we honor our mother. We listen to the law of our mother, and whether it's biological and or spiritual. But when it comes to uh, the opposite sex, uh, even a man who's taking authority over a woman, it needs to be the spouse, a a a biological child or uh, a, a legally guardian, uh, a godparent. It needs to be family. Uh, I'm not liking it either way. I've seen way too many weird stuff over the past uh, three and a half decades of my Christianity where, uh, you know, just you guys don't need to be alone together. It's been way too much alone time together, youth leader. And gee, shucks, now the cheerleaders all knocked up. Hmm, I wonder why that happened. It wouldn't have happened with biblical parameters set in place. So either sex have an intimate authority beyond outside a relative or legally binding uh, agreement uh, is uh, it's a big no-no. I've seen so many uh, bad stuff happen. Now, we'll say this. You know, there's, uh, there's precious brothers who were uh, planet works and they were used mightily. And then for some reason, they went home early. Maybe a misstep. No, no judgment. Because it's, it's so easy, so easy to have a misstep, such a, a, a subtle, still small voice because you got, you got that uh, what's called get there-itis. And then the wife receives the mantle and completes the life's work of the husband, and she's the head of, the, of, of that ministry. Uh, that's not biblical. Wrong. You know, you, you know, I get it. I, at the same time, there needs to be some parameters with the opposite sex. And there needs to be a pastorship under that senior pastor where it's, uh, hey, brother, so-and-so, uh, I, I like for you, I'm getting this in my spirit about a, another brother. Uh, uh, would you talk with them about this? Or I have a word for them. Come with me. We're gonna, I'm going to share that word. And I'm going to leave you two men alone to have a conversation about it. Uh, there's just something about uh, uh, authority that men, you know, m- women might be the weaker vessel in some cases, but men are usually the weaker egos. Uh, 
They're the sensitive ego uh, and easily threatened. Now, I grew up with all women. I grew up without a dad. So uh, my mom my, and my two older sisters, so I had three moms and uh, seven Sicilian aunts yelling at me in two different languages. So uh, I'm comfortable with matriarchal authority. But there is something about a, 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 a bishop covering of a great man of God. And that's where uh, I would advise a, a sister who lost, who's now a widowed and is in charge of a church to find an elder to be that spiritual covering. Because there's something about a man being a man of God, fulfilling their office as a bishop. I'm, I, anything above a uh, pastor, I usually refer to as a bishop. Uh, apostle and a, a prophet and evangelist, there's, an, there's a special kind of anointing with them. It's a thicker anointing to handle w- weathering. And that's not because of a male chauvinism or anything. It's because you want that anointing to cover you and weather the storms. You know, I lived in a fifth wheel for a while. Those roofs were thin. Anytime there was hail, anytime there was strong wind, you could feel it. You could hear it. It was an assault on your senses. Well, and then we, we moved into an apartment, a four-story uh, apartment. We wake up not realizing it rained and there's trees knocked over. We're like, what happened last night? That's the kind of covering you want as a, as a sister in the Lord, as a... Um, uh, as a mama in in the body of Christ, as an elder, and if you have inherited because of a, of a loss uh, of losing someone to you know they went home to be with the Lord, uh, you want that kind of thick covering. I got a lot of friends in ministry that you know, or they were in ministry. Some are no longer even serving the Lord, much less being in full time ministry. Uh, and they, uh, they're all oh, ministry's hard, ministry's hard because you don't have a covering. You got to have a bishop's covering. Even a male pastor needs to have a, 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 a father in the faith, you know, um, a, a papa. Now, papa, little, little, uh, insight on the Italian language. Papa means Pope. Papa means Daddy. So in, in America, I'll hear people, oh, I'm Papa. Oh, you mean you're the Holy Father? <laughs> you know, so from the Italian point of view, we're, we, we're, we, we just kind of look at each other. We don't, Italians don't correct. We're not French. But <laughs> French, you butcher my language. You cannot speak it. Slap, slap on the face and get out of my country. But the Italians, we don't care. Eh, close enough. You know, we're, we're, we're all about hospitality and, and love and getting along, making things uh, uh, right. But uh, so when you, you have, but you do need a holy father in the faith, a spiritual father in the faith, being your covering. They, they, uh, they, they wake up in the middle of the night and they start praying for you and you just sleep like a baby. Okay. Or they advise you on how to do something that you're listening to them and they teach these subjects and these stories and the antidotes and they're led by the Holy Spirit. And then you go, Oh, I remember Papa Hagen talking about this. Papa Keith talking about that. Oh, I'm not going down that path. I'm not wasting my time, my money, my energy. And I'm not going to let my flock, my ministry waste time and money and energy on that because I remember I have an I have an elder 
speaking words of wisdom, words of light, words of love. And I feel very safe under that covering. That's a, it's in conjunction with he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Yes, directly with the Lord, but part of that shadow is his delegated authority through the uh, overseers and elders, the gifts to the body, the fivefold offices to cover on their respective rank and level. And uh, maturity, if you will. I know a lot of young pastors. They're legit pastors. They're young. They, they, you know, sometimes I think they need to be. Um, they need to be vigilant in how they word things and talking above their pay grade. You're in your twenties. You really gotta, you know, really incite. Just like a good essayist, you incite the word of God, you incite other people who have higher credibility than you to reinforce your point. And therefore that has a brings that up to a higher credibility. That's good essay writing. If you're a student, you want to find the, the, the most respected uh, elder in your, your uh, industry or, or category and quote them to underscore your point, and that'll be, make you a, a more effective communicator. Well, same thing in, in the body of Christ. When you, uh, you, when you, when I quote, you know, Papa Hagen, Papa meaning, and I know what that means. It means Holy Father. He is a Holy Father in the faith. I, I, I've nodded at him, and he nodded back. That's the most uh, interaction I ever had with Kenneth e. Hagen. Okay, back in the, the back of the day. Um, uh, but now my, my pastor, Keith Moore, basically was trained. He was the apprentice to his uh, master Jedi, if you will. <laughs> and he truly was, Brother Hagen truly was his father in the faith. Now, we don't call them father because it's unbiblical. We have one father. We have the father of everything, the creator of the universe. So we don't call them that or address them that. Um, but... Um, uh, or we refer to the mom and dad more or whatever, mom and dad Hagen. That's a gesture of respect. It's not partiality. It's not tipping the scales. It's it's showing respect to elders. We even have uh, uh, elders that are laymen in the body of Christ, the church we go to. Uh, they, you know, we call mom and dad Sims. Why? Because they're elderly. We love them. They've loved us. They've been, they've sown love into our life and we've sown love into their life. And we we treat them as mothers and fathers as biblically as it's laid out in Timothy and Titus and all the other pastoral instructions that are in the New Testament of putting them in a position, treat an older woman as a mother. Well, same thing with an elderly man. Yeah, they might not be, you know, our actual father and they might not be our pastor, but we still show customary biblical respect. And that's paramount to a, Maintaining a non-strife, uh, non—well, um, we want to be in a fellowship, a corporate anointing that is visitation-friendly. You know, churches have really backed off from the spiritual gifts and the move of the Spirit because they want to be visitor-friendly. 
And then you have an entire generation of people missing out on what it means to be in the fellowship of the spirit. And those etiquette and proprieties that are laid out in the New Testament help us be conducive. So when the, when the spirit moves, we're walking in love. We're walking in propriety. We're listening to somebody who might be frail physically, but they're spiritual juggernauts who that got multiple decades of wisdom on the inside of them that the Holy Spirit can use and speak to us. But if we're too fast, we're too quick, we're too MTV, we're too jump cutty like in music videos, we're going to miss out. And then we'll be ignorant down the road. And that's not a good thing. So honor thy father and thy mother. Let me pull up the scripture. I know I'm, I flip-flopped that earlier when I said honor thy mother and father. I guess because I was raised by a mom. You got to love your mama when you're a ton of boy. You know what I'm saying? Exodus twenty twelve. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. There's, there's a longevity attached to this. Ephesians 6, uh, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. I believe that's physical parents as well as spiritual parents in the Lord. In the Lord. In other words, within the Constitution of the United States of Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean that they tell you to lie. You, you can say, no, I won't do that. I'm sorry. I fear God. I love you. I respect you. But you're asking me to violate the word. It's an uncomfortable situation. I've been in situations with that with bosses and stuff. It's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. It's time for us to go our separate ways. If this is a deal breaker, oh, no, no, I'll move you over here and I'll tell someone else to lie. All right. Well, that, that was, that's, that's actually favor from the Lord in that sense. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. But bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And remember, I'm always talking about love. The, when you see the Lord, replace it with love. When you see um, uh, ministry, replace it with love. When you see the word submission, replace it with love. We're lovers. We're born-again love creatures. If I didn't tell you earlier, uh, Ephesians 6, 1-4, through 4, that was that reference there. So... There is a promise attached to taking care of and honoring, not an absolute submission and obedience to everything. Uh, children, adult children, there's a whole nother thing. I'm going to do a talk on that uh, later on this month on adult children and honoring their parents. Even if they're not saved, not godly, we honor the position. We love them. That is your evangelism to your own family members. And it's also biblical. Don't you know? We don't need to burden the church. If you if you're an able body, able minded believer, you can take care of your elder in your in your own home or whatever financial caliber you're in, and, and setting them up right. So we'll go into that later because we we are part of this what's called the sandwich generation, and it can be pretty taxing on us. Now, there's also things of just brothers and sisters helping each other out. It's always nice when you see moms hooking up. And allowing uh, mom and dad to have a va- uh, maybe a vacation or a date night, and they rotate it because they got they got a trusted friend that knows how to uh, and uh, has cultivated a, a long term relationship with them, and they swap who goes on a date every other week. 
Those are some wonderful support things. That's, that's like the corporate anointing. When you're alone, it's, you can, God could give you grace to do it all by yourself. But what's better is the corporate anointing and supporting each other. Loving one another is the commandment of Jesus. Love one another. That's fellowship love. And honoring our elderly parents, honoring our friends' elderly parents as adults. I always kept friends around. If they were disrespectful to my mom, they were gone. I just didn't feed that friendship. But others, I got friends that showed up and I'm, I'm, I'm coming home from working out or uh, football practice. And I got friends in my living room talking with my mom. And then I get home and they leave. They loved my mom so much. I was like, hey, what about, okay, bye guys. All right. Love you too. Because they loved my mom. Well, you, you bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to, you know, uh, those, are, those are friends you keep around. All right. So I've spoken enough. Honor thy father and thy mother. And uh, we'll go on all these issues with women in ministry and being uh, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers and, and uh, relationship dynamics. It's really, really, church is an, is an extension of the, the family dynamic. And uh, Christ to the church, husband to the wife. Uh Women of respect their husband. We respect Christ. Hallowed be thy name. We treat God as holy. We don't, we're not flippant with him and disrespectful to him. So there's a lot of, there's a, the balance there that's really the model is the family. And that's how the church operates with, uh, uh, you know, a mom and dad that's, that's uh, and I truly believe it needs to be more than just one couple, power couple. Doesn't mean every, uh, just because one spouse is called a fivefold office doesn't mean both are. Uh, and we shouldn't presume any other way because, frankly, I've seen stuff. Well, I'll go into it some other time. All right, peace and love as you uh, work out your own salvation. In Jesus' holy name, amen.